0: What can Dewey 2 do for you? We discuss on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota
1: Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. If this is your first time tuning into Locked on Wild, we welcome you on board. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms. Maybe even leave us a five-star review and make sure that you enjoy as we guide you through the rest of the season. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, Marissa Voss joins us to talk Connor Dewar expectations for the upcoming season. We'll take a look at uh, where he could potentially land in terms of goals, and we'll talk about his responsibilities for the team as well. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, joined, as mentioned, by Marissa Voss of 10,000 Takes and Wild Takes to talk about her bestie, Connor Dewar. Marissa, (laughs) A pleasure to have you back on, Um, and we'll be having you on more throughout the season as well for a uh, to-be-revealed-later bit. Uh, But glad to have you back on. How's it going?
1: Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, I love coming on Lockdown Wilds when you said to jump on and like maybe do some more things here in the future. I was so excited. I'm doing well. Omaha, Nebraska. Got done with... Work and went for a run, and now I'm talking Minnesota wild hockey. Can it get here already, though? Like, can hockey start?
0: Yeah, it's October 12th. Uh, who's counting though? <laughs> I, am. I am. Um, it, it's going to be here before we know it, and so we have tried to take everything that you could possibly need to know about this season and blow it up into Locked on Wild Boot Camp, which we've been doing since the month of August started, and now we're getting into the part of this where we go player by player with expectations. We'll take a look at stat projections and it seems fitting since (laughs) we start with the top line with everything that we flip it and we start with the fourth line. So we talked a little bit about them at large with Alex yesterday. And now we're talking Connor Dewar here today. So Marissa, let's get right down to the hard hitting topics. Um, Connor Dewar. It does not, I don't think he ever gets enough appreciation for just the type of player that he has become. Uh, Just what sort of an ace in the deck is Connor Dewar for this Minnesota wild team?
1: You know, a lot of fourth liners get overlooked, especially in the NHL. And I think in this Minnesota wild roster, especially last year, they are the bread and butter, right? When Mason Shaw went out, Um, with his fourth ACL tear you could see that there was a tremendous change within how the Minnesota Wild play and a lot of people were saying on Twitter when I brought that up they're like "Oh, it wasn't because of him he's like he's he's a nobody but at the same time if you don't have the guys who hit bodies on bodies, if you don't have the physical guys, the one that aren't maybe making as many goals or doing, you know, the hot shot stuff, then you're still not going to have that great of a team. So I think with, especially with Connor Dewar, he does a lot for this team. Yeah. Maybe he's not getting, you know, he's getting the shorthanded goals more than he's getting the regular goals, but he's still getting the assists, right? He's building the plays. He's making sure to get, you know, defense going and putting again, bodies on bodies. So I think he is really an ace. And I think if you see him do ham, Mason Shaw, you know, not be good and come back and not be on top of their game, that's going to make the Minnesota wild roster crumble because fourth line guys, let me know guys, fourth line guys are important. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's, it's the, it's kind of the lunch pail aspect of the, the team is they're not going to be the ones that, are giving you 30, 40 goals a season, but it's just that little bit of kind of a change up look for the top six to, Hey, we're, we're not, um, how many times have we seen this team over the last few years where things may not be working well with line one or line two and Dean rolls the fourth line out there and they give you just a hardworking shift. They can kind of get balanced back and restored And not only that, but we're also seeing Mr. Dewar emerge (laughs) as quite the penalty killer on this team to the point that now he is probably one of the better penalty killers on this team. He brought, he brings you great speed. He is a shorthanded goals. Ace. Honestly, there's a lot to like about what Connor Dewar brings to the table. And there's no reason to think that it can't continue uh, as this season goes on. And I mean, the, the stats bear that out 81 games this year. So let's, let's count the things that we like. He's durable. Yep. 81 games. Mm -hmm. Uh, he ended up with six goals, which was his career high, um, besting his previous career high of two at 18 total points, his shots nearly doubled to 87. He shot a better percentage uh, albeit 6.9%, which is nice, but um, 6.9%, he hits everything that moves. He had 124 hits in 81 games. He had 50 blocks in 81 games, and he doesn't turn the puck over, only 10 giveaways. He had 50 penalty minutes, so it's not like he's hurting you a ton in that aspect. Just a really, really smart player that uh, that gives you quality minutes. Oh, and his minutes went up um, over the past year by almost a full minute over the course of a game. So just, just by and large, a good season that I think has potential to build into something better for this coming season.
1: I'd have to agree with everything that you said. But one thing that um, along all of that that I loved is the fact that I think you're seeing Dewey two come into his own a little bit more. I mean, he got aggressive. We saw him fight last year, and that was like amazing because I was like, "Whoa, whoa, my boy is out there just throwing haymakers!" And I, he he's more passionate because when with fighting and everything, what shows me that shows me is your passions, your adrenaline. You, you're you're running right. Your your things are running high and you're just passionate about your guys and you want to back them up because if you're in hockey and you just want to win, 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 and not fight for your boys, what are you doing? So that's what I love to see from him a little bit more passion, but yeah, his opportunity and his chance to take shots, He's like, give me the puck. I want to shoot some more. I'm getting a little bit more confident in my stick handling and my shooting and my offensive skills because we know I feel like he's more of a defensive forward in my eyes, Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. 50 blocks, like you said, is impressive, but I think what I want to see more from Dewey, too, and what I think we're going to see more is just him scoring more goals him getting more minutes yeah. and hopefully to see Mason Shaw in there with him, not to stir it off, but man, I just, I hope that farm boy is back and I hope he's going to be better. I don't know how, how long he's going to be out for, if he's ever going to, if he's even going to be in this season, I don't know yeah. as a thing, but um, you know, I just, I, those two work well in tandem, obviously do Ham's going to be in the mix. So if you have a good steady fourth line, you're going to see Connor Doer just be that ACE, like you said, that he's going to be.
0: Light it up, yeah. We uh, we like that, and also the fact that um, he had I think the quote of the year this past season in which um, Kevin Gorg was talking to him about the uh, they did some deep sea fishing, and he said, Gorg asked him, Well, what would you do if you came along a sh- uh, on a shark? <laughs> and Duer responds with, I would fight it, and honestly, <laughs> like that speaks to what you're talking about about a guy that just Looks like he is is kind of coming into his own and a little bit of that personality, too, because, I mean, you could give me a hundred different opportunities to answer that question. What are you going to do if you come upon a shark? A lot of them are going to involve fleeing the scene, probably not going to be near the top of the list to say that that I'd fight it. So fight
1: it! like when he said that my jaw literally dropped and okay. I've been down. I've been, I was like, huh? Because I think the Dewey two that we've seen is very quiet. Very, very reserved. Doesn't say those things and joke those things. Like, uh, one of the main reasons why I'm blocked by Dewey Two's grandma on Twitter if you didn't know now you do know yes I am blocked by Dewey 2's grandma is because I made an expression that he was smiling when he was around Mason Shaw I'm like the only time like Dewey 2 ever shows emotion or like he's not dead inside is when he's by Dewe- by Mason Shaw and his grandma chirped me and was like there's a lot of people not to follow on Twitter and you're one of them and I was like it's a joke, and then of course me being mean because I get a lot of haters. I replied with a meme, and she blocked me. <laughs> I replied well, there... with the Griff, a gift. Me going, okay, <laughs> and she blocked.
0: Me. Well, there you have it, um, for Connor to his grandma if she's listening.
1: I'm so sorry. Please, You're I great. literally, I'm, I, I love your son as a not son. I love your grandson as a hockey player. Um, I'm as like probably biggest supporter. So I need to still get a jersey, but please unblock me. I'm, please, please. You you would see if you like, and it's like, hurts me because I'm like, if she would have looked at my profile, she would have seen I'm such a Dewey yeah. 2 stan. Like, ah, it makes me upset. But also like, you know, I've gone down the deep dive of like looking for stuff and just kind of looking for content and like playing into like the Dewey 2 kind of mold, right? Of me, of me being his number one fan. And I've, I've seen some, have you ever Looked at his junior days. No, you should look at videos from his junior days. He has done a couple interviews, he's actually done interviews with um players. His his, you know, and it is funny. He has a ton of personality when he was younger. I don't know if he just because he got to the league or whatever, but those videos are gold. And I have it on Good Authority People good authority that apparently his nickname in juniors was Pitbull. Wow. It said somebody watched him play, you know, when he was for the Everett silver tips and they called him Pitbull.
0: Well, that, that tracks uh, with wanting to fight a shark. And honestly, like, I feel like a lot of players get up to the NHL level and just want to kind of Get through the first year or so without, you know, showing some of that personality, and it wouldn't surprise me if he was kind of in that same mold too. Like, I'm here. Let's just get, let's just get situated, see how things go for a couple of years, and then start to uh, start to fight some sharks. But- yeah,
1: I f- fighting is the sharks. That's that's Dewey two to a T. And I I just, again, I think he has so much personality. I just don't know if he's more reserved or what the deal is, but I just thought that was really funny. And like, again, if you look at those, like I'm telling you people, I was like laughing because I was like, what? This is not the same Dewey 2 that we've seen that is like super serious. Like, I think he's a goofball. I just don't think he's shown that yet.
0: Well, uh, we'll start to see more and more of it here uh, as things go. Uh, We're going to flip. And uh, look (laughs) at some of Dewar's statistics, and we'll just play a little bit of over-under. And uh, we think Dewar will land in his 2023-2024 season stats. That's on the way as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. Our next partner is a product I use on a daily basis. And honestly, it comes down to the fact that AG1 can take your entire vitamin and supplement routine multiple different bottles of supplements and vitamins. You got to get them all lined up and you got to make sure that you take them before you go to work. You can take all of those and simplify them into one scoop. All it takes is one scoop of AG1 in a glass of water and you are setting your body up for success with 75 high quality vitamins and nutrients that help you with everything from your gut health to your energy throughout the day so that you don't crash at your desk like I used to do. If you want to get yourself into a better state of health, a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine. Try AG1, and you'll get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Head to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Again, drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Check it out today. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Once again, thank you for making Locked on your first listen each and every day. Uh, for the everydayers out there, we got a bonus episode coming for you later today. We're going to dive in and take a look at how Jack Pert has been doing at St. Cloud State with Nick Maxson. So make sure to stick around for that coming up later today. Also, while you're at it, make sure to give Marissa a follow on Twitter at Marissa Voss uh, for continued Minnesota Wilds content uh, and just sports in general as well. Um, so uh, give Marissa a follow there so you don't miss out on any elite level social media content uh, throughout the week. All right. Let's do over-unders. Okay. For Connor Dewar. And we talked about the stats a little bit um, ago, and so I'm just going to start Let's just start with goals. Six goals in 81 games, Marissa. Mm -hmm. If you were forced to pick over or under, what do you think for Dewar this year for uh, a goal total? Does he go over that, or is he going to be right at around six under? What are you thinking?
1: I think you're going to see a lot from Connor Dewar, and I think, again, you're going to see more aggressive. You're going to see more offense um, shots on net, so give me the over.
0: I like it uh, because – Here's a thought that I have try, been trying to put out there uh, over the course of the off season is the offense this past year, especially in five on five was atrociously bad. <laughs> yes, Like we're talking just, you know, abysmally bad. Mm-hmm. Like I think they were third worst in the entire NHL, which means you're not possessing the puck a lot, which means second chance opportunities, not there. And that's a a really good way to have 60 goals come off the board in a snap. Mm -hmm. I don't think this offense is going to do that for a second straight year. And so there should be more opportunities, should be better instances of puck possession. And so that should likely mean that uh, some guys are going to be able to exceed their goal totals. And honestly, Not to rag on Marcus Foligno, for one, Foligno's getting older, Mm -hmm. and that third line, as currently constructed, is not exactly an offensive line. And so, if especially if the fourth line is playing a little better, no reason to suggest that those guys can't put some more goals on the board, uh, especially given more opportunities.
1: I think that's going to be a key for Minnesota Wild success this year is getting the fourth line with goals and getting them more included. When you saw how well we did and how well we were doing, obviously Matt Boldy and going hot was a part of that, but also Ryan Reeves when he was on the fourth line, he was He was getting goals. He was getting pucks in the back of the net, and we never suspected that from him being on the fourth line. So that's what makes this team great is not just the first two lines contributing to the offense. It's every single line. And, again, that doesn't mean that Dew, who only has six goals last year, isn't going to get how many goals this year. He could. He could have a breakout year. Anybody could. But I think that's what you're going to see is guys need to step up. You can't have the same old Kirill Kaprizov carrying the team. We can't have that this year, and we I don't think we will. I think you're going to see all these different guys step up, be included in the offense, and hopefully take us somewhere. You know, I'm not thinking we're going to go to the Stanley Cup. its I think it's going to be a little bit more of a tough season potentially, but getting guys included that it aren't just 97 are going to be crucial, and I think you're going to see my Dewey, too. I think you're going to see him up there.
0: I like that. Uh, So we're going to also see Dewar be the primary center on that fourth line. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mason Shaw held that post last year up until he got hurt. And then Dewar filled in with Ryan Reeves on that line as well. But it's going to be Dewar's spot this year. And Dewar, I I throw this stat out there, face-off percentage Can be good in some instances. It doesn't mean a lot some other times, but he was at 44.1% in the face-off dot this Mm -hmm. past. Going to have a ton more opportunities this year. Over or under 44% in the dots for Dewey 2. I don't want to be like, keep going over, but I just
1: have a feeling in my bones that he's going to do really well. I think we're going to go over because I just, I I think he's going to find his own, him being center, trying to fill his role. Obviously again, he's going to miss Mason Shaw, who is one of his chemistry and components, but
0: I think you're going to see him do some great things. So I'm going over. Let's talk shorthanded goals. Oof. Three of them this mm-hmm. past year. And um, I, the, the thing I love about a penalty kill shorthanded goal is that if you can intercept the puck at the top of the zone, there's nobody but the goalie between you and the net. Mm-hmm. And so there, I would imagine if they continue to play this more aggressive style, which I'd be shocked if they don't, should lead to more shorthanded opportunities or at least a similar number. Do you think Connor Dewar cashes in again at a rate that he did with three shorthanded goals? Or are you going over or under there?
1: That one's hard because I don't think everybody realizes how hard shorthanded goals are. And for him to get like three in, yes, I, I do think. It is it, it, just hard. I think maybe – that one's, Seth, that one's so hard for me because I don't want to keep going over. But at the same time, he just has that ability to intercept the puck. He has that ability to take it all the way being one man down. And we he it was almost four, I think, multiple times within the season that he had those opportunities. He's just got a knack for it. And some players do. They just – they can see that. They have that IQ. They have that level of vision even being a man down. So I think you're going to see – three, if not maybe four, but we're not going to go anywhere from five to six to seven. That, that would be like egregious, but I think you will see potentially Dewey two still being in that three to four range because he's just got an eye for it. I couldn't do it. I'd be, I wouldn't be able to but some players do. I can't skate. I can't. I mean, I can only skate really forward. I can't back or do a stop. So
0: I could probably stay upright, but that'd be about it. Um, So those are probably the key areas for Dewar. Uh, Other than number of vibes achieved with new line mate Pat Maroon, who came in to uh, add a little experience to the mix. It'll be Duhame, Dewar, and Maroon on the fourth line. And so number of vibes achieved with that fourth line. I'm setting the over-under at a million. Oh, actually, I'm setting it at infinity.
1: Okay, there it is. I can't I can't top that because, yes, I was going to say absolutely over. I think you're going to see Pat and prove me wrong here, Seth. But I think you're going to see Pat take Ryan Reeves like role within that fourth line. And he's going to fit right in. He's going to be a little bit that energy guy. He's going to be that goofball in the locker room. He's going to be the one who brings that oomph. To the fourth line, and even to this wild roster. I mean, obviously, that's what Ryan Reeves did was he was a great locker room guy, and he was a great vibes guy. And I think Pat's gonna do the same thing.
0: Yeah, and I, he's taking uh, over
1: Ryan Suter and putting some actual good memories with Ryan Suter's number
0: twenty for days. So it uh, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, we're gonna finish with a couple of potentially hot takes. Yes. that have to do with Connor Dewar's responsibilities this season. And so Correct. we'll finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Again, your second episode today, bonus episode talking about Jack Pert with Nick Max will be uh, available later. So make sure to tune in for that as well. Seth Topol joined by Marissa Voss. All right, Marissa, we're going to go with some hot takes. All right, let's do it. uh, It's involved. It's involving things that Connor Dewar does for this team. The first one is the penalty kill. Mm -hmm. Being that Dewar has become one of the more important pieces of this wild penalty kill, and at least according to Daily Faceoff, is expected to be one of the PK starters. Can he help quarterback this team? Can he help lead this penalty kill unit? Inside the top 10 to close to a top five penalty kill unit. Is that a hot take?
1: Ooh, I still, it's, it's not hot. It's not scolding. It's not hot, but it's simmering. It's right on the edge. I think we do have a potentially, um, a good chance to do well for the PK, but to get us in top 10, it's really hard. Again, you're going to have to have Dewey, to step up. You're going to have to have your guys who are great on the um, the penalty kill step up and obviously have your goalie be a force of nature. Obviously, having Gus with that extension is going to be amazing for us. Um, I think it is a little bit of a hot take, though. We struggled a little bit with our PK at times throughout the season, and I think there's going to be a, ne- a need to be the best we can be and a lot of work on that when it comes to yeah. boot camp. So.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into the penalty kill that comes down to the opportunities, whether or not you win the face-off, what your opponent has dialed up for right off the face-off. As we saw against the Dallas Stars. <laughs> um, so it, it comes down to just reacting quickly enough to be able to stop catastrophic, mm-hmm. catastrophic things. Cat- catastrophic.
1: Cat- catastrophic. Did you I don't say know where I,
0: I don't know where I was going there. I think I it was kind of combined disaster and catastrophic, but catastrophic things from happening. There we go. That's a big key for it's... the uh, penalty kills. So I'm hoping that it'll be somewhere inside the top 10. They were right at 10 this past season. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully they can uh, up it a couple of percentage points and um, can. Just continue to have some special team success, at least on that side. As far as the top or the uh, fourth line in general goes, is it a hot take to say that the Wilds fourth line is in the Western Conference a top five fourth line?
1: Oh, that's no, that's not a hot take. In my opinion, I don't think that's a hot take. I think you saw it last year, especially with how well the guys were grooving, how well they were doing. And I I, I want to be very, very sensitive or like kind of tiptoe around this, not try to piss people off. But I think you saw the best our fourth line did was when Kirill Kaprizov was out. Because some people have said he's a puck hog. I'm not saying it. Some people have. Don't come at me. But it, it does indicate that when he was out, our team was playing super well from the first line to the second line to the third line to the fourth line. We were doing well. We were getting goals. Yeah. We were being that team. But I think that you saw one of the best fourth lines in America during that time with Matt Boldy getting hot. And I think that that's going to be what happens again this year with Pat Maroon. And I'm, I'm excited, but I definitely think that we have one of the best lines.
0: And the reason that I bring that up is because I'm actually going to go through for an episode later this week and rank them. Uh, we're, we're doing more of the rankings for locked wild this season. And so I'll actually go through all of the Western conference teams and we'll rank the fourth lines because I do think the wild have one of the better ones in the West. And mm-hmm. uh, so I don't think that's a hot take at all. Uh, the final one that we'll finish with today, Marissa is, um, Connor Dewar has definitely fought a shark before, right? He's just absolutely. not, telling us. that's, that's not a hot take. Is it?
1: No, he, I, listen, there is no way that you grew up in Manitoba and you don't fight some sharks, right? You know exactly what's going on. Um, and he was so confident when he said it. So absolutely there, that is not a hot take. He's, he's, he's seen some things. He's fought some sharks. Yeah. He's just a dog. He's just a dog fighting a shark.
0: Oh, Pitbull. What, what are you going to do? If you see one, I'll fight it. Pitbull. I, I, He's just a I will never that. That quote lives rent free in my head and will for a long time. So I think the summary of everything that we've discussed today can be condensed into. We're hoping for big things from Connor Dewar for this upcoming season. And with an expanded role being a pivotal part of the penalty kill and also helping out in the shorthanded goal department, he should deliver. And so we'll, uh, we'll see if he does. And that will wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, make sure you give Marissa Voss a follow on Twitter. Check out the entire crew at 10,000 Takes and Wild Takes as well as we get closer to the season. Make sure you subscribe to Locked on Wild if you have not already on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on anything that Locked on Wild Bootcamp has to offer as we guide you through up until the season starts on October 12th. You can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.